he told you that joke. He did. Isn't well, that good? That's yeah, it's very good. <laughs> and it's complicated. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So that's funny. Well, listen. Anyway, uh, happy, 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 happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. 2023. HNY23. Episode number whatever and whatever. the 171, what baby. Wow, that's a lot. That's like older than we are. See, we climbed uh, a chart. Did we? We got in the 1400s in uh, a certain category in a rather certain country. In like Malaysia or whatever? Could yeah. be. Sweet. 1400, though, out of 3,000. We're almost, you know, hitting the Half. 50% mark. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So uh, I I, uh, I want to hear about um, your vacation. Yes. I want uh, in detail. And I want to... I wanna, tell you this that while you were there i was having a fishing experience like none other but not with a fish but with a property owner okay but yeah i want to hear about your trip i want to this was my question to you fishing for property i want you to think of the think back of this trip you had yes and i want you to Describe to me what what you when you were there. Yes. When the day was done, this day that you're thinking of, when the day was done, you said, "This is the way I wish it always was." That wow. that moment. But I want you to start with waking up and what you saw and making breakfast and doing something, whatever. So you got a a one day story that that illustrates the uh the joy of being in the canary islands okay so i i gotta preface it with a uh story of how we got there which was uh it was a two-hour drive from where we live to the airport and then another hour wait there and then a three-hour flight and we arrived at uh Midnight Canary time, which is 1 a.m. Spain time. And uh, and then we had to rent two cars and find our way to this house that we were renting. And all I was in the middle of the night. All in the middle of the night. Uh, Who's this in house, charge? You? I had booked the things and I was more or less, people were following me. Yes. Uh, yes. Which as you will soon see is perhaps not the best uh, <laughs> scenario. Uh, well, it was the so, responsibility you took on as a dear friend used to say, no good deed goes unpunished. So, so uh, we rented identical uh, Hyundai uh four-person cars. Uh, we looked into renting a van like we did the previous year, but the van would have cost for the same amount of time like a thousand euros more than two cars. So we were like, fine, we'll do two cars. Uh, so we got these two cars. And so we leave the airport uh, heading towards the house that we have rented with Airbnb. And uh it's very quickly we start going up these super curvy, curvy roads. Like it's a volcanic island. It's uh, 
Yeah. There's lots of lots I saw of pictures last, uh, so, last year of the, the terrain. It was yeah, quite, so um, stark. It was super, super windy. Uh, this particular island, we were on Gran Canaria this time as opposed to Tenerife, which is uh, quite different. Like the vegetation and the terrain is actually fairly different. I don't yeah. understand why. Uh, that's for the listeners to uh, investigate. Uh, the And so we were going up this super curvy road and finally we get to the destination, which is like, like it's super narrow road. It, it, I can't believe that car, that two there was a two way road, uh, but we were able to pass each other with the cars coming. Uh, and so we got to this place, and we got there, and uh, and I went to look at how to get into the house, and we were off the grid, like we like we couldn't get uh, cell phone coverage to to like. I had to download this video that the guy had sent me about how to get into that to the place. So I walked around and I got to a place where there was a video of how to get in. And anyway, during that time, I read some other messages where he was like, oh, so the place where you actually get the key to the apartment is like a 20 minute drive away from where you, from where the apartment is, from where the, oh, from no. where the house is. So after, and you discovered that when? At 2 a.m. After you had been watching the video and all that? No, no, no. Like before I watched the video, like I saw that, oh, the, oh, no, the, right, the keys right. are in this lockbox uh, 15 miles away. Uh, and so I had to tell everyone, okay, uh, so I have to go back into the city we only have two cars, so we're going to leave the most sleepy of the kids with you and take another kid and another adult with me, and we're going to drive back down into the city to get the key and then drive back up. So we did that. Did you go, who jumped in with you? Uh, my daughter, who thought, who thinks that when grown-ups are, con are confused is just the most amazing thing ever. Like She loves that. Uh, her, her most, her favorite time in the car is when the adults are super frustrated because they can't find a fucking place to park. Uh -huh. uh, she thinks that's just adorable and and amazing and humorous. Uh, <laughs> does she laugh? She she does. She's like, this is the best. I love grown up hell. She says. Uh, so that's funny. That's so, so clever. How yeah. old is she? Uh, 13. Oh, but, my word. And is but, her acting uh, being pursued then? Is her... Yes, she's still going to her acting classes. And, and uh, how is she liking it? How is how is she doing? Is she... She, she loves it. She she, yeah. she loves it, for sure. What uh, are they doing? Are they doing, like, quirky little scenes or... Quirky, they're doing quirky little scenes that readings. the... That the that the that the British uh, teacher like has invented, and they're all scenes like, like what a preteen teenager uh, might experience. Like, uh, I went over to my friend's house, but they're all looking at their phones and they're not paying attention to me. And so and, -and, -so. and I stabbed them with my knife. Yes, and there's so much blood. I knew it's it. Really 
Yeah. Uh, I love yeah. Spain. Yes. Uh, so anyway, so I get back at like 3.30 a.m. with the keys and we make our way in and we eventually get to sleep at like 4 a.m. Uh, so that was not the best day, but it was memorable. And Well, uh, and so what did you learn? What are three takeaways? Number one, try uh, to num- check in at midnight. Number one is, I mean, the, we were we saved like a thousand dollars by taking those flights rather than more comfortable flights. So a thousand bucks. Well, then in that case, live and learn. Now you know everything you need to know. So next time is easy peasy. So yeah, but uh, well, they could mail you. It was yeah. So it wasn't the best like so they had the key in this lockbox that you can mount literally fucking anywhere and yeah so we stayed at two different houses when we on our, on our trip and on the second house they had the same goddamn lockbox mounted right in front of the fucking house uh and so they it was I don't know if it was a security measure to have it so far away, but it, it was it was dumb. It was uh, it, that inconvenience is on their is a fault on their part, but I also did not read the instructions entirely as I should have. So uh, uh, I have s- some blame, but uh, my well, how were the accommodations though? Were they scenic and, and nice <laughs> and scale of one to ten? I mean, the last place you stayed was. The Some first, of the places you've stayed at, like that guy's house you stayed at a couple of years ago. Holy the, shit. The first house that was was, crazy. was super amazing, comfortable. There was this huge outdoor patio area that we could sit out in. Uh and it was it was and what was the view? It was lovely. Uh, the view was there was some mountains and some palm trees and stuff, but you could see the sea. Uh far away but uh the view it wasn't a the view wasn't what sold the property and the the parking was awkward like you had to uh you had to first of all it was a super narrow road and because we had two cars like one car had to like sort of duck into this into this little cove where you could then go and open the door uh, open a door that you could walk through as a person and then go and click a button that would open the doors to like, let the, let the cars in. So, uh, it was, it was okay. Uh, I, I would, I would go back there knowing what it is, but, uh, it was, now, you know, and this, the first house was fantastic. Second one, not so much or second house was or... totally different. Uh, so the first house was in, was in the North of the Island, and there it was super mountainous and there was no tourism from what I could tell. Like we were there with all the locals, uh, which yeah. is, it has pros and cons. Preferable. Uh, yeah. And, Except uh, for them. <laughs> right. So yeah, those poor bastards. They feel the same way we do. <laughs> and, uh, and then in the South, it was more of a shared, uh, condo situation, not unlike say the legends that we yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so 
we had shared little backyards and there was a shared common pool area and uh it was and it was okay you had a pool but the, you they had a pool but you did it the we had a shared pool on the second house and on the first house we actually had our own pool but it was freaking cold uh, uh. like i went in it just to say that i had but it was not enjoyable yeah so, I'm not a big fan of cold water, although in, in the day I got into it a few times. But but uh, at, Myrtle so, Beach, at Myrtle Beach, we used to do the plunge from yes. that wonderful hot tub that they since filled in with concrete. Oh, man. And the swimming pool. Really? Yep. Now it's all patio out there. So one of my... Like, I wasn't really expecting this, but one of the clouds over me at the moment is the fact that I don't have tickets to go to Myrtle Beach uh, in January. Is like, that when we would go? I mean, early February. Like, yeah, the tickets would have yeah, been right, purchased. Right, right. Well, I've been thinking about that. You're... I had a, an assignment that I've been pondering that I need to write the committee about. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had been talking about uh, trying to do something in good weather. I had said anyway to have all the people who are local to that region all right. put up one or two guys and everybody would have a bed to sleep in when it cost anything. Yeah. And we would have your mom and dad's place your place is a central cook i bring joe along to cook all the meals yes baby your parents house is a wonderful uh, party location yeah all the layout is just to die for it's just so open and wonderful yep uh and um and yeah. so like i'm i'm still waiting on like the fact that i'm like unemployed is like harshing <laughs> my come, harshing my yum. Come see me. Come yeah. see me. Come stay with us. We'll do this face to face. <laughs> you so, know what I saw today. I saw today <laughs> a compilation of the most uncomfortable moments during uh, interviews in the national stage and media, including Dick Cavett. Wow. And Norman Mailer. And Gore Vidal, who were so insulting to each other that Dick Cavett at one point was worried there'd be fisticuffs. And reportedly, uh, 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 there before the before the, <laughs> the show started, Gore Vidal claimed later that Norman Mailer headbutted him before they went on at some point. And Norman Mailer just said, Garvey Dahl is, uh, has no morals or scruples, no intellect, and right in front of him. And they showed a clip where the, 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 the person who's narrating this little, these clips is saying, and it got so bad that Norman Mailer made enemies of the three people who were there, including Dick Cavett who at one point, when he asked Norman Mailer a question, Mailer insulted all of their intelligence and the intelligence of the audience. And Cabot moved his chair over to the other guys and said, well, now this makes three of us. 
and Norman Mailer thought that that was you know comical, and uh, uh, and the next thing Cavett says to him on air is, should we should we bring out another couple of chairs for you in your massive intellect, or is that one chair okay for you? That's a sick burn, isn't but it? That's this is crazy stuff. But this is why you you and I this is why you know you and I headbutt before we record. <laughs> <laughs> so, verbally, yes. I mean, people who were mumbling and not speaking, and people who were insulting and interrupting, and they showed a they showed a Ben Affleck where he's fucking screaming at Bill Maher, and so uh, are, I know are that you one. fucking kidding me? And as the camera goes away from, him, he says, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> he was so pissed. Yeah, uh, the right. I I know the Ben Affleck uh, Bill Maher uh, clip. That's a famous low point in uh, in Ben's uh, career. But uh, so to answer your question, uh, was there a day that was amazing? Yeah. Yes, like we. So what time do you? I woke up. Let me help you here. I woke up at about oh, I am, and then I go ahead. I want to hear the whole day. So we had one day when we were down in the south where when we got there, uh, we walked, we got there at night and walked around a little bit, but didn't see much. And then in the morning, uh, we, some of us walked around and there was a local beach there. Uh, and on the beach, there was a sunken sailboat. There was a sailboat that was uh, maybe 50 yards out from the beach that was like, had clearly bumped against the rocks and had sunk. And that was what kind was of it made out of uh, wood. I mean, wood. it was a, it was a, a, a regular, uh, I want to say probably 50, not 50 footer, uh, 40 foot sailboat. Uh, That's big. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was a big boat. And uh, it was it was sunk there, and that was kind of an interesting thing. Like those and of us, did that, the tide go out and you could get to it, or was no, it always no, in the water? It was always in the water. Uh, uh-huh. And those of us that had walked by the beach that day all remarked about, "Hey, did you see the sunken sailboat?" Uh, and that was kind of cool. But then did you, swim to it? you could. Uh, did you? We didn't. We did not. Hold on. Calm, calm down. Uh, a lot the, of questions. The, the second concerns, frankly. The, the second concerns. day, uh, <clears throat> my wife got up early and went for a walk, and she came back and said, "They have a crane. They're going to lift the sailboat out mm-hmm. of the water." And so I rushed down there, and I uh, and I watched as they did all the work there were two divers and snorkels that were uh, that like were taking a big belt from a, the crane and like putting it underneath and then they had to um, they had to like use rope to tie some of the belts together so that it like didn't slip off on the sides and it was a very long process it took Probably about an hour. Did you sit out there and watch it the whole time? I did. I, did you film it? I did. It was it was fucking riveting. It was like it was better than Netflix. It was uh, like 
like you know that this thing is gonna be soon in the air and like they pulled it out a little bit but then they noticed that there was a chain from the boat that was hooked onto some rocks and so they had to go and get a guy to go fetch a big uh a big chain cutter bolt cutter thing and they walked and they sort of walked that down the rocks and gave it to the guy that was in the water and he went down and cut the chain and it was a whole big ordeal and it was uh super interesting to, to to watch and to speculate about about like talk about being in the right place at the right time and this and is were you alone is, on the beach uh there we were uh i and about uh 30 other uh wow, okay. villagers were there watching from from above not on the beach but uh right and it was uh it's just one of these like you know how you know how when there are like two men working on a project how like 20 men gather around and like sit there with their arms crossed and like well i would actually was it like that it was very it was very like that uh but they were all people because we were in the south where all the uh all the tourists go uh they were all speaking different languages so like there were Germans and Dutch and and those people, and then they would sometimes they would ask one of the locals that would uh, speak in in her accent in Spanish in in uh, in, in English about like oh well they're going to move this over there and they need to be careful about this, and it was just a fascinating like thing to watch. Could you hear what they were saying? I could I could not really hear what the people doing the work were saying, but I could hear what the commentators were were saying. And who uh, were commentating? Uh, just random, random people that were watching. They didn't really. Oh, oh you saw like people were there say, "Hey, look what they're doing now! They're yeah. moving this blah blah blah." Like, I think I think they so need to be look. careful. And the chain slipped. Oh, and, look! And that, like, but there was one moment where they were like, they they started to pick it up, and like the the mast, this super strong wooden mast, just went and and broke. And, oh no shit and it was like it was fucking wild uh and big they mistake. and they and and then well i mean big mistake i don't know i mean they needed to get the darn thing out of the out of the harbor or whatever uh so they ended up lifting it and and pulling it over to where the shipyard is that was like nearby uh like the crane could take it Look, could literally pick it up and take it over there. The crane was uh, on a boat. No, the crane was on the land. And how did the uh, what lifted it when it was in the water? There was a boat that had a. a no, lift. no, no, it, the, no. It was it was close enough to the rocks to the to the shore that it uh, that the crane was long enough that it could just reach out there and pick it up. Oh, so it was in water very deep. No, no, no. It was like, uh, no, uh, it, it wasn't uh, the half of the ship was above water when it was sunk, sunk. How deep was the water? Uh, later I was swimming out there and it was probably, uh, as tall as, as deep as I, as deep as I am, which is like super deep, man. That's a pretty damn big crane. If it can reach. Over. It wasn't that far. 
the expanse of six foot deep water. Well, good news for you is I have a, uh, I recorded it and I have a video to share with you so you can see. Oh, good. So I have a bit of homework. That's exciting. Indeed. So uh, that was, that was the most, okay. That was the most amazing moment, but the most amazing place was uh, there's this part in the very south of the island called uh, Mas Palomas, which means uh, more pigeons for some reason, uh, where they it's these huge sand dunes. It's just sand dunes all the way to all the way to the sea, and it must be more more than a par five, uh, it, like a, a wow. thousand yards to wow. to the sea, just of of sand dunes, and they Two go really fives. and they go really high, and uh, and you can just walk out there, like there are signs saying, "Don't leave the path, don't walk on the sand dunes," right. but then everyone is out on the sand dunes, so it's like okay. Right. Uh, is it packed down enough where you're not slipping in the sand? No, you do slip in the sand. Like that's it's, terrible. That's part of the fun of trying to climb Pain. up a sand dune. Is it's it's like a forty five degree angle, and you're climbing up, and as, you're going down, bro. With every with every step, you're you're also sort of falling. Uh, anyway, that was an amazing place on the planet to visit because it was uh like i've never seen that much sand in that yeah like, pristine and, form and and, and, and it, even though there there are thousands of tourists there walking um there are so many parts of it that are totally pristine that have been uh-huh. like blown over and cleaned since the last time someone stepped there yeah so it was wild and so it sounds magnificent. And what did you eat that day? Where did you go to eat? Uh, we had, there was nothing too crazy amazing. We had, there was one night where we had um, some pretty wild pizzas. Uh, pretty wild what? Pizza. Pizza. Uh, that was... Uh, of the Napolese style of pizza, uh, thick. That, that the the crust was really was really thick. There we we chose not to. So they had um, they they had uh, there was one pizza that had like sirloin steak as one of the toppings. It was like damn, uh, and so. I I voted that we had to try that because that's not a common thing. Uh, but I lost I lost the vote that there was there were pizzas where they had some pizzas with like twenty four karat gold foil. That was like one, what's one of the toppings, and like I've gold foil. Do you know what that is? No, it's like a super thin sheet of gold and you ate it? Uh, it you can eat it i have eaten gold foil like you've had gold schlager right no i have no idea you're like talking like we we're in different 
Gold Schlager. I have no idea what you're talking about. Gold, gold Schlager. Gold That's... seal. No, I've never heard of it. And, and I'm an old man. I, I've heard. I've, I've sometimes. I, I swear. Feel like I've heard about most things, but I swear we have been we have been together where where Danny has had a bottle of Gold Schlager. It's like a, a a a liquor with this like little specks of gold in it. Anyway. Oh no, man! I I I it, well, I would remember something like that. I, well, you would unless you had actually had it. What's that? Who, you would me? unless you had actually had it. Yeah. The uh, the so you can you can eat gold and it like comes out the other end and it's like not. So you have to go through your own shit to get it back so you can cash it in. Is it like a ritual? It's not is that, that type it's not of worth that much. thing you do, or is it a Spanish thing? I mean, I eat every Patreon donation to this podcast and uh, patreon.com slash shop Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm sorry yeah. to hear it. I've got your email about the fact that you invested everything in Bitcoin at FCX. <laughs> oh, God. You had so, this responsibility. So, yeah. So uh, no, but uh, you can you can you can put gold foil like a gold a super thin. It's like aluminum foil, but it's cold. You can put that on food and eat it. But uh, we but you chose can't not. eat aluminum foil. I that's I, what I'm picturing. I don't. But gold is different. Oh, you're making this shit up, man. You're gonna you're trying to see how gullible I am. Okay, how, how, how goldable, goldable you are. Yes. Uh, oh, that's, uh, particularly so, when it comes to gold. Right. So anyway, transfer all of those uh, bars into my uh, safe. Uh, the, so anyway, that was, a, that was one of the things on the menu that I, in retrospect, that's such a rare, bizarro thing that I wish I had spent the extra. Like it, it took the pizza from... Fifteen dollars to fifty dollars, or something. Oh dear! And it was just I like I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either. Eating <laughs> sounds like you're eating metal. I'm not. I'm not totally clear what what this is. Well, I we have send me some research on this. I want to look into this. That's another piece of homework. I got well, two pieces of homework. You go and swallow the gold that you can find in your vicinity, and uh, so, I sent you some homework. You did. And I got to tell you my fishing story in a minute, but I sent you some homework. Not for this time, because this wasn't going to work, but I just finished uh, uh, George and Tammy. And so uh, I, it's amazing. I knew of George and Tammy a long time ago when it was first coming out. And uh, I, I listened to a podcast uh, I guess it's more or less gone now, but it uh, th- there was a podcast called um, "You're Wrong About," where they talk to yes. you, where yes. they teach you about yes. all the stuff. That, you're very familiar with it from me. Uh, no, I'm familiar with the concept of um, sites or people that that say what was true, what wasn't true. All the major series I follow. I, when I'm done with the series or during the episodes to check on things, good example is the, the one about the Lakers, which was f- 
far, far, far off and lots of dramatization. And and they said it was a dramatization, but still people just ragged on them. Um, compared to George and Tammy, which by the, by the reading and the research of it, it all pretty much happened that way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it, so anyway, there's there, a podcast I listened to that like they did, they went super deep on like the OJ uh, Simpson trial and murder and stuff. And, uh, and they actually look back with the details that we know now. And, uh, and they had already done a show on Tammy Faye Baker but then they they did a uh, a special episode where they had Jessica Chastain on when they talked about oh, her no kidding. her portrayal of that of that uh, character. The, and, two, the first Tammy Tammy Faye Baker or or which she talked about it, which role Tammy I mean uh, she talked about the, her role in that series isn't it Doesn't she right. end up as Tammy Faye Baker Yeah. Okay, so and then, and then after that, immediately after that, she played Tammy Wynette. Um, that's why I was asking when, when did the oh wait end? this is Tammy Wynette. This is a this is different from Tammy Fairbaker. I know the same actress played both leads. Damn it! Okay, so I'm confused. I Jessica I, Chastain played Tammy and uh, did rave reviews that all the singing herself, and the very next movie she did. Was, was George Tammy. and Tammy, where she played Tammy Wynette, which she okay. did her own singing, as did he. Did okay, Michael, see, uh, I was confused. I thought this was related to the to the Tammy Faye Baker one, that like that was like later in the story that that was going to happen. Uh, I because I don't really know about Tammy Wynette or anything about that history. So, well, your 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 the podcast was all relative to Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> I I I, for, I did not realize that this George and Tammy was a different Tammy. Oh, well, so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's totally yeah, on yeah. me for ignorance. Uh, so that's okay. But anyway, that's your homework is to see it because it, I've I've, I've it, watched I just I watched, watched it one, last week and I've seen it. I've watched parts of it four times this week, wow. just because I want to hear one of the two of them or the two of them sing. And knowing that I do now, that all the singing they did was all recorded live. Wow. There wasn't, there wasn't any other shit going on. There wasn't mixing and all this. There was like they ran the camera and these two sang. And there's this interview Damn. about them and their music teacher who, who says to them, and I really want you to, to think about this. Because this is a topic that could go on for 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 a series, is that the 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 coach, the singing coach, said to them, "There's a reason that God put your nose in the middle of your face. When you're singing, use your nose horn." Explain. When you're singing and you're using your nose, as opposed to when you're singing, and, 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 and. one is folk music, one is country. Using your nose to resonate the bones in your head 
What? Of the day I was born. Anyway, what? What do you mean? What? You you're not with me. You don't understand. I've never ever ever heard this. Uh, use your nose to resonate the bones in your head. Head. Your 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 what? your your bone structure in your head is a natural microphone. If you can use it, I mean, you've seen me use my knuckles on my head and move my mouth around, and I can play a song. Do 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 do. Because it's a it's a it's an instrument. Your head is an instrument. Yep, but your nose. Yeah, just stop hitting yourself, Dennis. Uh, so, perform for me again the difference between using your nose and not. When I woke up this morning and I knew she was gone, I could not really believe my eyes. That's, That's with with nose. With, it's a no using my nose hole. Uh, okay. Now well, I woke up That's just softer. And no, it's not. It's a whole different... I'm singing from my throat now. I'm singing from... I'm speaking from my throat. As opposed to... I'm speaking from my throat. <laughs> See? Okay. So, do people that have, like, the voices that we call nasal, are they... They're more actually... Using their nose, and when well, they get old, to a to a point of distraction. If 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 you're saying God, they sound nasal. I mean, it's not like uh, I mean, I was born yesterday, and I knew that it was going to be done. You know, okay, Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. was his own parody. You know what Bob Dylan said about his music? <laughs> One of his rare interviews, he said. He they they said to him this music that you wrote when when you were young he said what what was your inspiration he said God only knows I haven't written anything like that for fifty years and then he quoted some of his own lines from his from some one of his songs and he said who writes stuff like that who thinks of that he said I don't anymore. Hey man, you are not who you were yesterday. Am I right? No, and and I said something the other day to somebody about that, and they kind of gave me a strange look. And I said, I, I, I gotta tell you, I was at a party, so you can, you can imagine the circumstances. And and I said, you know, we're not the same people that we used to be. We change every day. I mean, think about it on a molecular level. Here I am, all molecules. There you are, all molecules. And we're in this house that's all molecules. And right now we're intermingling with these molecules. And that means when we leave the room, we're all taking part of the room and each other with us. And because we're we're a new person, that's how long it takes. And she agreed. And then she kind of gave me a look and said, I think I'm going to go to the buffet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's uh, there was some famous famous Greek 
Herodotus, maybe, that said, you know, a man can only step in the same river once because if he steps in right. again, he's a different man and it's a different river. Right. It's like time is like, what, man? Like, Well, my niece what? gave the most amazing eulogy I've ever heard and all the eulogies I've heard, which are far too many, I'm afraid. So do we, she talked about uh, the love for her dad on an uh, Your niece. Love. I thought you were saying that your knees were complaining. My niece. My niece. That's your old, I, I assumed your old man. Say, your, your niece said what? Beautiful? My niece was gave a eulogy for her dad that was based on uh, the, the atomic analysis of love and the interaction of atoms. Whoa. And it was the the most intense eulogy I've ever heard. She was she was stunning. Um, she's got quite a family. Okay, so oh, so so we, we so, have so. we have two things on the on the on the docket. We have uh, fishing and fucking Congress, man. Well, Take let me pick. let me let me tell you the, let me tell you the fishing story. So January, uh, December thirty first. So I, uh, I just want to say, on the first of January, I was swimming in the ocean. Yes, here you are. So you're swimming in the ocean. Where am I? And I may have I made a joke of this. I was at a table a week before at a at the uh, at, o, at O'Duffy's, the best one of the best pubs in town. Certainly the best pub in town. And uh, people said, well, I'm going to the Mexico over the break. And another one said, well, it's crazy, but my father-in-law has taken us to the Galapago Islands. Nice. And um, I, I heard a little bit about it. And I said, well, my wife and I are going to Nuevo, <laughs> which is a town two hours north of here in Michigan. Um, that's been reestablished as a, uh, with some boutique stores, a brewery, and this amazing renovated old building that now but is the Muskegon River Hotel. If you ask for for directions how to get there, do they not say, no way go? <laughs> no way go. No way go. But it's a straight shot. It's a couple okay. hours. Okay. And then an hour north of there is where I fish. But the story of the Pier Marquette always starts. In New Wega, where I stopped for a cup of coffee at the uh, uh, the uh, the cafe there, which is fabulous, sells uh, lots of local brewery beers and brewery across the street. That when they when they have it, they have a really good amber and, and great smoked chicken wings that are just fabulous. It's a nice little town, but this renovated hotel is where we stay. And then I go north. So 31st, we went, a couple of the bars were there and they had, there was New Year's Eve and there were football games and Michigan got skunked by TCU and one of the upsets of the fucking century. Fuck. And um, anyway, New Year's Eve, it gets to be nine o'clock. We go to bed and uh, there's a whole nother element, uh, which is, you know, just for another time. But about what uh, happened in bed? I mean, to my story, we... to my story, I go to the river and I go to my place. I park my truck at the, the, the regular place where I do on 72nd Street. 
I walk a quarter Obviously. mile to the river. I go right. I wade over the river. I go up on this land. I cross over into the river, and I'm in front of this guy's cottage. And um, it's where I had reported him uh, for cutting pine trees down from his land and putting them in the river so that fishermen couldn't easily drift in front of his land. And noted with some satisfaction later to find out that it was a federal offense that he had committed. Mm. And he was therefore compelled to cut the trees that he cut and let go in the river, which he did. And when I got there, I said, oh, well, good. And I drifted it and no fish. The river was high. It was a foot higher. So I went up to the next hole. That, and the name of that hole, by the way, is the willow tree, because there's a willow tree that uh, is over the, the river a little bit. It's gorgeous. Good naming. Good naming. And uh, move up to the next hole, and it's called Doc's Hole, for a reason I don't quite understand. But that's the hole. Where is there I, a doctor there? Uh, well, in the past, there must have been, because it's D-O-C, not D-O-C-K. And uh, at any rate, it's that okay. hole where I was destined and uh, destined, we, we all knew this. The the and remember this: the Willow Hole is the both sides of the river. There are owned by this dickhead who had cut the trees and and you know ruined our drift, and which he's not allowed to do, but now corrected. And because the river was higher, there's a law that says you know if it's private property and you're faced with a dangerous situation. You are allowed to get out of the river onto the private property, then as quickly as you can back into the river to avoid a dangerous impediment. And I realized that on the way to Doc's Hole, when I took what is a well-worn path where fishermen will climb out of the water, that is at that point, waist deep, and step up on a tree or whatever and climb out, sure. said property owner had cut a tree halfway and then bent it down so that it blocked easy access to get out of the river, which is against the law. And more, uh, more like Dick's hole, am I right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so that's, and that's just hard, hardly important, but we'll come up later. So as I, as I climb out and get to the, to the, to Doc's hole, I love it because across from Doc's Hole is a bank where I showed you the pictures of all the fish that I landed from that hole, and that's Doc's Hole. And right up above the bank where you saw the pictures, which is waist high, by the way. So I'm standing in a foot of water. There's a bank that's waist high. I put the fish up, fish are in my net. I unhook them, make sure they're free, have my camera ready. That's why the fish is in the net, waiting for my camera to turn on. Put the fish on the bank quickly, take the picture, put them in the water, let them go. And But that little patch of land there is about 20 yards wide and 20 yards deep, and it's flat with a couple logs in it and deep grass where you could sit down and sit on a log, and as I did that day, take off my vest and take a piss and you know, drink, have some food, take a drink of water and re-rig my, my line because I broke off. And as I climbed back, refreshed, re-rigged, ready to walk upstream to try another hole because I'd been there for two hours and hadn't caught a fish, uh, I realized that the, the man in yellow sweatshirt 
who is fast, fastly walking in the woods across from the river where I'm fishing or where I'm standing because I'm not fishing. I'm waiting to walk away was what I was going to do. And there he is. And I said, very friendly, I said, well, hello, how are you? And he said, you trespassing on my land? And I said, no, I, I, I never go on your land. I, I, uh, I, I've been on, the, I was on this land behind me. He said, that's my land. It's posted. I said, well, it's actually not posted. As you can see, there are no posters. And uh, he pointed to a piece of property up the river a little bit where I knew it was posted and pointed to that sign. And I said, well, that's clear that it's posted there. But what the law requires to be posted is that the posting has to be where you otherwise will climb out of the river. So you know at the time. So you have to have one or two signs there. But listen, now that I know it's posted, I won't go on your land anymore. And he said, you go on my land, you'll be arrested. And he pulled out his camera and started filming me. And I said, well, you, you so won't you have have to, I won't have to worry about being arrested uh, because, as I told you, now this is the second time, I don't plan on going on your land, but if you want to keep others off your land, you need to legally post your land. And he said, you're forewarned, you'll be arrested. And I said, you're forewarned, you're not legally posted. <laughs> and so I, I, so I just started fishing, throwing in kind of casting toward him in the deep hole, Doc's hole. And he's, he storms off. And as I'm fishing, I decide the best strategy is to ignore the motherfucker. At one point, I look at him, he's still filming me. And I said, you might as well go back to your cottage and get a chair because I'm going to be here for a while. Nice. And he said something smart to me about a definition of a chair. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just leave me alone. And uh, don't and I said at that point I said don't harass me, and I was fishing. So I heard him clomping behind me, obviously crossing the river. I don't know if he had boots on that high, but I guess so. And he went on to what I now know is his other property, and I ignored him. So I ended up I didn't know where he went. So I fished and fished and fished until I snagged. I broke off. It was two thirty in the afternoon. I said this fucker's about ruined my day. I'm just going to head out. I'm tired. It was, it was January 1. Nikki was back at the hotel. It was a rainy. It was 36, 38 degrees, so it wasn't terribly cold. And uh, so I went up the river. I, I didn't climb out at the spot where, where, where I had climbed in with the broken uh, half-cut tree because I literally, literally was afraid that he was hiding in the bushes with a fucking weapon. Wow. It crossed my mind. So I stayed in the river, went almost uh, belly button deep in the water, got through. It wasn't all that fast. And I walked way, 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 way down the river, got out and go home. So I said, oh, God, you know, put that behind me. And I, I take the quarter mile, eighth mile trek from the river to my truck. And as I approach the path very where you can see the vehicles, I see a man in a yellow sweatshirt running back and forth behind the vehicles with a blue uh, truck behind him and he is obviously filming the license plates including my truck good for him and i nearly said i nearly said out loud to myself Sean, you know yourself if you get into a confrontation with the guy and he pushes it too far you'll fucking hit him so don't do that if yes. he touches you you'll hit him 
You're going to get an argument, avoid confrontation. So I ducked out for a minute. He drove away. It was a one-way street. And I realized he never drove, or not a one-way street, but a dead-end street. I realized that he never um, turned around and went back the other way. And I said, fucker's waiting for me. I said, fuck it. I got to go to my truck. I'm going home. And I get up and uh, open up the gate of my truck to pack up my stuff. And I can hear him behind me. I don't see him because I got my back to him. And the truck purrs up behind me. And I just ignore it and ignore it. And then he finally says, he says, I was efficient. And I turn around and he's filming me. And I said, oh, pretty good. How's your day been? And I turned back to my stuff. And as I said that, he had a look on his face as intended that he didn't know if for sure I knew that it was him. And wow. so I had a smirk on my face because I, I wanted to act like I was just a friendly fisherman, you know. Sure. And uh, he says, you've been forewarned. And I spun around and I looked at him and I said, boy, I'm glad you're filming this. You've been forewarned. You yeah. have to have legally posted property. And right now you're harassing me. And you better stop harassing me because it's against the law. And he said, you've been forewarned. I said, you know what? You're just flapping your mouth. You should shut it. Roll up your window and drive away because what you're doing right now is against the law. And I held up my phone and turned it on. You should have said, yeah, but you've been five warned. <laughs> and, Six warned. And then, just been, and then just be like getting getting in your truck and be out and of there. This, and the, if, at both the occasion on the on the uh, on the water in the river, and then in the parking lot, I said the same shtick each time, which was this: was says, "Look, you're 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 running up the wrong flagpole here. I'm one of the good guys. I don't trespass. I don't leave litter." I do it according to the to the law, and you don't have to tell me again. I won't be on your property, and and I I did that same shtick. And at one point when we were on the river, he said, and I said, he said it. You, there were posted signs. You and your friends tore them down. <laughs> you and your friends. And I said, listen, you're talking nonsense. Number one, I don't have any friends, <laughs> and number two, I'm only come here alone. And he says, did you defecate on my property? Did you defecate on my property? I said, no. And I almost said, did you want me to? Is yeah. that why you're here? I will. Are you going to film me defecating? You know, I mean, where are we? In Spain during the holiday season? I mean, I know, right? It's like, man, I took a dump on so many baby Jesuses. Yeah. Uh, Lord. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, and then I reported him to the to the sheriff's office. They never called me back. Reported him then to Department of Natural Resources, law enforcement. And he says, yeah, what he did is against the law. You want to press charges? Yeah, right. I want to talk to the lawyers about this. And I said, I don't know if I want to press charges or not. I'm not in a hurry to press charges, but I want you to have contact with him. And I want to know that if he's been warned and I want to know what he says about it. Forewarned. And it's, <laughs> he, he needed to, yes, not forewarned. Well, yeah, I would be forewarned to God about his own criminality. 
And he said, well, you should have filmed him because now he's got film and you don't. And I said, I know it. I, I don't. I, I just want him to understand that he's not allowed to harass me. He can't. He can't. You know, uh, but this is I guess it's his First Amendment. Right. If he wants to sit on his land the whole time I'm fishing. Sure. And 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 talk shit, and talk shit to me. Is he within his First Amendment? Right. I think so. Yes. Well, but if what he's saying in any way is threatening, it's not. If he scares me, it's assault. Uh, uh, yes, it is. If he scares me, it's assault. If he scares me and hits me, it's assault and battery. Well, but assault is the fear of physical right. violence, not the actual uh, 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 instance of it. Uh, right. But anyway, um, and so then- figure this, though, man. Figure this storyline. He is so pissed. <laughs> now, I've told you on these many podcasts, as I tell everyone or I tell my fishing stories to, I'm the only fisherman there. Time and time again, I fish all day. I catch these fish. I never see another man in waves. You're a lone wolf. Well, the, reason, the reason is, is because so much of that property up there is, is, is uh, uh, posted that if you're going to walk there, you've got to do what I do, which is walk in the river a lot. And it's a pain in the ass walking in knee-deep water. Plus you're walking through the place you're going to fish and blah, 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 because you're walking upstream and you drift downstream. Sure. And uh, and so he, he figured that I was the motherfucker that turned him in about the trees, of which he would be right that's why he kept asking me for my name. And for all I know, if there's a formal complaint that the feds are investigating, he may have the right to know who, who's, who's, who's saying this. All right. You know, I don't know. Uh, but he, he, kept saying, my name. he kept saying Eric. Because <laughs> that's the problem idea. I need. Yeah. Not a bad idea. So, so there's, there's, there's one thing I'm going to do. Uh, I gotta, I'll be right back. Okay. Jesus Christ. This is now my new fishing gear. What the fuck is that? I think he'd be less prone to bother me. Okay, so anyone that is not paying for the video feed of this is missing out because... Dennis has on like a porcelain baby mask that is frankly terrifying and uh, it has shut him up temporarily. So that's like a good a feature. Oh, well, fuck, he took it off. Take my headphones off. Oh, man. Well, anyway, so it was it was traumatizing. I had bad dreams about it. Well, what you just did, what you just did was dramatizing. What? What you just did? Oh, true. You dramatizing the the traumatic the trauma. It was drama about trauma. Are there? Is is like? uh, (laughs) Is there like post dramatic stress syndrome? Uh, <laughs> fuck. 
that just that just occurred to me, and I and I feel really bad about it. But uh, I'm going to. Uh, That's not very nice. No, it isn't. That's not very nice. It's you, very, you it's very know, bad. You might know I do have PTSD. I don't appreciate it. PDSD. Yes. Okay. Oh mercy. Oh, I have to share that well, with my with my friend that uh, that is. Uh, Living the post drama life. Uh, so, uh, Dennis, we haven't touched on national politics. I don't know if you want to touch that well, or if you want to yeah, wait. Let's, the, and, and so because you, you spent some time. Stage, it took 15 votes to get McCarthy out the, uh, become the new Speaker of the House and doing so. He sold his soul. And as we'll see in the first three months he's there probably as gavel because he's going to be uh they it, they reinstituted a rule which congress had for a long time and it was a it was just a, a rule that nobody ever used and it was like if if somebody wants to unseat the speaker they make a motion to vacate the chair and uh years ago uh when nancy pelosi became the speaker of the house she did away with that by majority vote and um uh, and it was such a, a on the air uh, caving in to 20 uh, MAGA uh, Republicans, like 14 of which are under investigation or ethical uh, investigations for their role in the six, six of whom had asked Trump for a pardon. A pardon for what? A pardon for crimes that I committed. Or will commit. And depending on when the, no, depend, once the pardon's granted, it's for pass. You don't get a pass oh, and stuff in man. the future. Although there's a lot of criminals that would really like that. <laughs> oh, you, mean, you mean from now on, I can never be arrested? Yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. Where yeah. do I sign so so now we have this ultra slim majority, including one freaking dipshit from uh, Long Island, Santos, George Santos, who lies about everything, where he worked, where he lived, uh, where he got his degree, lied about everything, a complete fabrication. Yeah. Nobody called him on it except one little newspaper that nobody paid attention to. And he won, and now he's in Congress. And there's a cartoon you've seen, or when you get the carousel, there's a cartoon that he's getting the the, the uh, sworn into the House, and he's saying out of his mouth is saying, "I, George Washington." <laughs> Very funny. He's seated, and in order for McCarthy to get it, he had to get into bed and is in bed with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who in one of her uh, ads shows her with a freaking bazooka-like gun in her hands, and in front of her is a car that is obviously a, a Democrat, and she is shown blowing the car up. I hate the Democrat cars. And she said at one point, she is said, that a Prius? if you want to blame me for February 6th, believe me, if it was me 
We would have won, and we would have had arms. January 6th. January 6th. That's what she said. She now... Well, and how how crazy is it that all of this happened on the two-year anniversary? Yes, exactly on it. Boom. And now the conservative members who were with McCarthy all along are saying, what exactly did you agree to to get these 15, including... Uh, ending, uh, reducing term limits, votes on on finances, all sorts of investigations. And, uh, you know, what the press would say is Hunter Biden and the incoming chairman of that committee said, make no mistake about it. We're not investigating Hunter Biden. We're investigating Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Big fucking deal. Yeah, January 6th is a special day here in Spain because that's like the epiphany when right. the kings come and bring all the gifts. And How many this year, How many kings? Yes. Uh, three. We three kings of Orient are and bearing gifts we travel we, So we told the kids... That uh, previously we have had. How dare uh, you interrupt the song of the newborn Christ? I fuck the newborn Christ. Uh, we previously we had uh, we did both Christmas and King's Day as like gift giving days, right? But you combine them now. Well, since the youngest ha- is is wise to the kings wise to the to the men uh he uh, we told him look we're going to the canary islands we can't bring a lot of presents so we're going to have all the presents on the on the king's day as opposed to back yes when you get back so uh, he's all up with that he was fine with that uh both kids got Literally everything that, that they want that, that they wanted. Uh, which, How wonderful is that? Yeah, uh, he a blessed, a blessed childhood. Yeah, uh, well, not literally everything. Like he, he was very clear. Look, this one thing is the thing I want most. But if I can't get that, then these are the these are like uh-huh, the right, subsequent right, right, right. things. And so we gave him the thing he wanted most. Uh, oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's pretty uh, sweet. Which was a uh, a VR headset. Oh. Have you have you done VR yet? No. I it is, just read about it. I've never never donned, donned one. Never donned one, yes. It's, it's never dawned on you. Yes. Uh, the uh, It is an experience that cannot be described until you have donned one and you've done it many times well i'm not i mean i did i did it like 20 years ago when it was crap yeah. and then i and then i did it a year ago at phil's house phil has one of these and and we invited the kids over and they played with it and they were like, oh my God, this is the, what we need for our next gift. You know, whatever, whatever we have to do, this is, has to be the next gift. Uh, and it's, uh, 
it's pretty freaking wild. It's it's you you it's it's still heavy. Like I I like to joke that my kids will uh, will talk to their kids and their grandkids about how heavy the VR headsets uh-huh. were in, our, in 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 my back in my day. Uh, it's still awkward to put on. Like it's yeah. it's not super uncomfortable. Like you can have it on for an hour and be okay, but um, but it takes you to a different world, and you uh, like. And they've done a pretty good job at Oculus, uh, now purchased by Facebook slash Meta, uh, where they let you uh, they with a with a camera they let you like define a region in your house where you're not going to bump into anything, and then they like while you're using the apparatus they uh, if you go close to a wall that you've said. Don't let me hit this thing. They it'll it'll put up a thing. It's like you can see visually. Yeah. Uh, uh, What is amazing to me is that uh, because we first were introduced to it by by Phil, uh, it so it puts up this grid, and Phil called it chicken wire, and so now my kids call it. You're getting close to to the chicken wire, (laughs) which I love, Uh, and so. It's super wild. Like I, um, like I later on, I was introduced to an experience where you're like on the International Space Station, and you have to like grab onto these handholds and like pull yourself around. Are the, you kidding me? And. And but like with the space station, there is no up and down, right? Because it's like uh, there's no gravity. So sometimes you get to a to a junction point, and like there's a way to go down, and there's a way to go up, and there's a way to go right, and there's a way to go left. And uh, and you can explore the space station, and like the space station is a thing that is super well documented. Like we know where uh-huh. all the shit is. Yeah. So. We we know that uh, over there is this particular thing. Is and, there a part of your body that you see in the no, vision? No, no, in 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 this particular ISS thing, no. Uh, in some of them, you can see your hands, so you can see your hand grabbing a thing or uh-huh. well, that's or whatever. What I was wondering. Uh, and they do this amazing thing where. Uh, there's this way of signifying whether or not your hands are are closed in fists or open with 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 your fingers pointed or open with your thumbs out or or whatever. Like the sensors can detect those those differences. That's crazy, man. And and if you spend enough time in these spaces, uh you forget like you it is possible to forget and remap your brain into thinking that oh i need to grab that thing i need to press this button and press that button to grab this thing and it's uh it's pretty freaking wild it's yeah sounds i i i'll i'll have to try it i and I, it's interesting i haven't thought about it 
Well, really we, at all. next time we are together, uh, we will be near, uh, if we are in the vicinity where I expect we will be, uh, we will have such technology close to us. So we'll have to try it. Sounds so mysterious. Down in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Well, that may not be till June. Hey, man, I just want to, like, find a job. It's my my job search is has been so, like, I... On again, off again. Uh, I have offers on the table, and it's super ugly to complain about, oh, I have so many offers. I wish I didn't... So many offers. Uh, but it's... I feel this desire to grab onto a branch and be like, okay, I belong to you now. Like this, this tribal, uh, I was thinking today about how, like, I don't belong to a tribe anymore. And, and my, my deep primal, uh, primate brain is like, give me a tribe to belong to. And I feel sort of disconnected and like, there's, there's all these different possibilities for my future. And I am lost at the moment. And I feel kind of, it's like, it's very stressful. You're floating. You're I'm floating, floating through the jungle it's, and I don't have a tribe. It's, it's, it's nearly existential. Like, uh, it's nearly existential. I'm, your, I'm, your job is such a big part of your life, and uh, and it takes up more time than anything but sleep if you're sleeping well. But um, it's uh, yes, it's anxiety. I'm waiting for interviews, and so it's the same kind of anxiety. Except I had the holidays intervene. And, yeah, the holidays. You can't expect, man. you know, if somebody somebody says that this posting is over by the end of November. Right. The first thing I thought of is, well, maybe you'll get to this in February. <laughs> you know? Sure. End of the year closeouts, end of the year reports, Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then, then you're gone for two weeks and then you come back and you, you can't believe you're back at work and you don't want to work and you're distracted and it's all virtual. When you're working virtual, distraction is at a whole different, as you well know, distraction is a whole different level because you can act on it. You can get up and leave the room and you're in your home <laughs> where yeah. any number of things are, are waiting for you. Yeah, I mean, watching all the homework that Dennis gives me is. So what is your homework exactly? This Tammy George thing. And Tammy. Yeah. George and Tammy. The same. Me. There. I've seen. Uh, I've seen. I've heard. Uh, Mr. Cranston is giving interviews about. Uh, yes, I saw the interview. I saw the interview. You saw. And, uh, well, he's. He's giving interviews. You interviews. saw one interview. I've seen one good one. Let me put it that way. Uh, about about uh, the next 
season of uh we'll see how it goes you know the the i thought again and again about that series and the thing that stuck in my mind that you recall is and it pissed me off to the point where i thought at that from this point forward they had lost credibility with me and i didn't think i'd ever get over it. and i never did really but it's when his son comes home and he's been scrubbing and doing all sorts of shit that's illegal to protect his son. He's got a little wood burner in his, in his fucking uh, living room and he takes his clothes and like maybe a folder, a document or something and throws it in where there's hardly any flame as if what, as if it's going to fucking incinerate, you know? And I thought that is just such bad writing. And for Cranston, and I said this then, I'll say it again now, I'm still pissed about it. Brian Cranston said, you know what, there's no way he would do that. He would hide it up the flue of the chimney before he would throw it in the fire. There's no way. This is so unrealistic. It defies the imagination. And he, he in his interviews, he's super pro-writer. He's like... Yeah. Uh, like uh, oh, they come yeah. up with these things and it's so clever and like blah, blah, blah. Well, most of it is. Most of it is. And so, you know, and good acting. And I love that it's in New Orleans. There are so many places there that whenever I see it, you know, New Orleans isn't a huge uh, city. Uh, it's big. Plenty. Big, I will know. I will know it one day. Oh, it's so there's neighborhoods and they're all named French and one side of the Canal Street and. Spanish on the other side. I can pick uh, one of those languages. So canal Street used to be a canal, and it's the French were on the uh, north of it, and the, the Spanish are on the south of it. Okay. Um, but at any rate, uh, yeah, and I because I I esteem him so highly, I will watch it and I'm sure I will from from beginning to end just like I did last we, we will we will like we have to yeah and the interview the interview I saw was good he he uh it, it sounded a little bit complicated and from the scenes I can tell the the clips are that the wife of the freaking gangster goes to him for some type of help because she's going to be killed by his family I don't know if I'm making that up in my dreams or, or that's what I walked away with from these, uh, from these trailers, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. So I think we covered everything we had to cover. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did. <laughs> I think we're talking with our nose now. So do you want to know, do you want to know who the, the most nasal Famous piece person in the world. Yeah. Hey, we didn't talk about the Golden Globes. Well, I that didn't see no Golden Globes. I didn't watch it this time. I haven't seen any clips. Well, but you know they, who the most nasal celebrity is in the history of the world? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Alice the Goon. I love Popeye. I love Popeye. I love Popeye. I love Popeye. Okay. I love Popeye. We're going to fade out on that. All right. Bye. 
Okay, that's it for episode number 171. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 171. I highly recommend you go there and check out that video I made of the sunken sailboat being lifted up into the air. It's pretty dramatic. And you can help support the show at patreon.com slash happy hour. We would love for you to come support us. And beyond that, just be nice to everybody. See you next week.